I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. Just wait. That song is prophecy today. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I've started to find songs that talk about God's grace and him and how much we need him and Jesus. Because every lately, the stuff you give me, I need a lot more Jesus to deal with the stuff you give me. Well, then, my work here is done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. That's Cameron. Hi. I'm Michael. And we're here this week to tell you that hard is relative, but life is relatively hard. Okay. It's an old math joke from my uh, one say, of my high school math teachers. Reminds used to, me of that, <laughs> Mr. Alston, our assistant principal, and is it all like A L A L S T O N? I have a cousin. And he used to he used to sit on his desk. Well, he would lean up against his desk on one leg, and he would hold his other leg at the knee with his fingers interlocked. Yes, Mr. Witt used to do that. Mr. Witt did that. And look at us over the top of his glasses. Mr. Witt did that too. And every time we'd start complaining about his exams being too difficult, we go, "That test was too hard." And his answer was always, "In the drawl, the the old Andy Griffith Uh pace, hard (laughs) is relative." See, and I was probably. I will fully admit this because of the smaller school that I went to. I'm probably top 10 yeah. sarcastic smart Alex in school history. So <laughs> I yeah. got the look one day when he said that, and I went, but does that mean you can make a test relatively hard? Ooh. Yes, I was on the list. Yeah, you were. <laughs> if Nick Saban had been in there, you'd been on his list. I've been on the list. You were all on Nick Saban's list. So, all right. Nick Saban's on Nick Saban's list yeah, now, but true. still. <laughs> so let's have some fun because... We have some bad news, we have some good news, and we have some ridiculous news. So instead of the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's the bad, the good, well, and the ridiculous. Well, maybe we do have the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. But I think we're doing this in order of the ugly, the good, and the bad. Okay. So we're just, we're just diving right into the ugly uh, stick right off the bat. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> the reporters are on the brink. I repeat, the reporters are on the brink. Well, we've already found that journalists are nothing but drunken toddlers. I was wondering if you were going to remember that. I remember that. Drunken sugar high toddlers. <laughs> yes. So, My reporters, this is a surprise. On the brink of what? That may be surprising, but the brink of anything, nah. Okay. You ready? All right. The reporters, I love the, hang on, first of all, I, I need like violin music for this. That's what I should violin. Have I should have gotten violin music for this, like oh. like sad Russian vodka drinking violin music. You know the violin music they always have in the, the background. The Titanic. When they, when they no, not like the Titanic. Like when the music they always have in the background whenever they show you like the peasants of Moscow walking around. Oh and, yes. And everything's in the gray and brown tones as we're all showing you how terrible life in the Soviet Union was. I need that violin music as the backdrop oh, for this. Okay, gotcha. It is that delicious. Okay. <laughs> the reporters who survived the insurrection are still covering Congress, but things but things are don't feel normal. They survived the insur. What are they talking about? They survived the insurrection, January sixth. Oh, the, the storming of the Bastille, <laughs> American style. <laughs> 
The one, okay. Where the, the MAGA shaman, who's not even a Trump voter, with the ram's horns, you know, led the apparently armed insurrection, even though there are no weapons found. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This the is only the, person that was yeah. ever drew so a, the reporters who security. survived the insurrection are still covering Congress, but things don't feel normal. Okay. John Breshnahan, that's a name for you, spent January 6th watching a pro-Trump insurrection ransack the building he's worked in for decades. Was he in there? The congressional reporting veteran was in the House gallery when a colleague texted him that the Capitol's exterior fence had been overrun. As soon as he stepped into the hallway, he heard the roar of the crowd as they warred with police officers trying to protect the Capitol's perimeter. He then saw MAGA-clad assailants try to smash open the east doors of the Capitol into the rotunda before officers with M-16 rifles screamed at him to clear the area. I'm sure. If there were guards with M-16s, why did anybody get into the building? (laughs) Because they're probably National Guard and they can't have ammunition in the guns. (laughs) Breshnahan, this sounds like a bad Russian spy, doesn't it? Breshnahan moved to a perch on the floor above Statuary Hall, watching for an hour as rioters flooded through an entrance door they had broken open. At one point, he ran downstairs to help an officer back to his feet who had been knocked down in a scuffle with rioters. He'd said he'd only felt personally threatened once during the insurrection when rioters briefly cut off his exit route. It was such a violent For riot. an hour? He didn't have an exit route? route whatever? Mm. For an hour? No, he had a brief moment where he didn't have an exit route. He watched for an hour from upstairs. And he ran downstairs at one point because rioters had knocked down a police officer. <clears throat> so he was in such fear for his life that he ran downstairs into the midst of the violent armed insurrectionary storming of the Bastille riot to pick up a cop and then run back upstairs unscathed. Apparently he's How the Flash. Did he manage? <laughs> he's either the Flash or Sonic the Hedgehog. I haven't quite decided which. But I'm going to imagine him with Sonic the Hedgehog hair because I like There that you thing. go. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. So hold on. He's probably wearing a blue suit, which oh, makes him more Sonic the Hedgehog like. It gets better. Okay. Bresnahan, a Navy veteran uh-huh. who has covered Congress since 1994 and co-founded the D.C. newsletter Punchbowl News. Punchbowl <laughs> News, okay. Said returning to the Capitol after the riots was difficult. Reporters have discussed their personal experiences in the days immediately following the Capitol insurrection, but few have publicly talked about the lasting effects in the months since. The toll that day took on them, the difficulty some have faced in returning to a site where they experienced trauma, and what it's been like covering a Congress still deeply divided on the events of that day. Some reporters who were there won't go back into the building. A number have Mm -hmm. sought therapy to deal with the trauma. (laughs) One longtime Capitol Hill reported a reporter opted for early retirement shortly after living through the riot. Many still aren't sleeping well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is right up there with um <clears throat> There was a show. I can't recommend it because I think I only saw like two episodes and then I checked out because it was just too depressing. Mm-hmm. But there was a show, um, late nineties, early two thousands called Rescue Me. 
Excuse me? Uh, Dennis Leary was a New York firefighter. <gasps> yes, and it was set yes. Post- really watched, yes, so yes, I remember that. It was set post-September uh, 11th. Yeah, it was depressing. It's yeah. like, really? I don't want to be well, a firefighter One now. of the things they borrowed from real life in that show was there's a scene where one of their firefighters is, is struggling with PTSD from having been at Ground Zero. Makes sense. So he goes to the support group. Yes, these things I remember this happened. episode. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah. He's, they pulled this because this actually happened in some instances. Uh-huh. And he's sitting there in the support group where people ta- are talking about how they've been traumatized by the what by the events and so the guy finally says like well where were you guys and like well i was in seattle and i was on a business trip in dallas <laughs> it's like yeah. you weren't even there, there. yeah and then like, he went off on him yeah, like, yeah, i remember have. that i agree i'm like going they they all just completely protesters done. walked past a barricade in many instances we literally have video evidence exactly. of the police removing the barricades so that Nobody gets hurt over the barricade. So that the people could walk into the building. The protest was peaceful until the police started firing upon the crowd with uh, smoke grenades. In my new favorite news term, flashbangs. <laughs> that I still want to know when it's so- a carry concealed um, bra, actually. It is actually a thing. I still want to know when a, a, a concussion grenade or an incendiary device has become a flashbang. Which I required contractually to say it like that. <laughs> I can't take you seriously on the news when you're like, and the police have begun using flashbangs. Flashbangs. Flash I'm like, oh, did no. they pull their, did they, did they unholster their pow shots? Pow shots. <laughs> I mean, did they use their whammy sticks on the crowd? I mean, <laughs> are they guitarists now? <laughs> No. Did, okay. I mean, if the, in order to subdue you with by non-lethal means, Listen. did they engage the zappy sting? Yeah. Really. Mean, <laughs> like, what are we back in Batman nineteen sixties? Batman seven year old in charge. Of Pow! Oh my goodness. No. When listening to you initially about how traumatized he was, my first thought was Geraldo Her- Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. The Rivieras in France. Yeah. Sorry. Geraldo <laughs> Rivera. Being out in the middle of Afghanistan and Iran and whatnot, and he went. We got people who are actually in war. Mm-hmm. Guns going off both and, oh, sides. And he's telling them where they are, and he's telling them where they are. Yes, and then this guy is up on the second floor, watching from a safe distance as people walk in because this video yeah, footage. They weren't around. storming, running around, beating up people. There were no punches being thrown. It's insane. Yes. No, my favorite. Oh, this my this reminds me of that Weather Channel thing where the guy is pretending like the hurricane is about to blow him away. <laughs> and then, like, two dudes in shorts and flip flops walk behind him. Like, what is your problem, dude? That was. Um, it was in uh, Norfolk or Virginia yeah, Beach, it was, wasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was in Norfolk. Oh, I know who it was. It was Anderson Cooper who was standing in the ditch. Was it? Yes, he was standing in a, in a storm drain up to his waist yeah, and this. people walking by on flip flops watching, like, could what I are you understand doing, dude? where, like, yes. for a couple of weeks, you maybe just felt a little awkward. Yes. But I felt that way going but you're like, Okay, it's been Walmart and such it's been months, and you're after. like, I'm still not sleeping at night. Why? Because protesters showed up. What did you do after what happened in June last summer? When they were everywhere. June and July, when this was going on in every major American city. Yeah. See, don't th- give me these that. These people are not serious. No, they just want attention. And I don't treat them as serious people, which is again why I laugh. Why I'm glad you remembered because what we what we've learned about journalists is they're unserious alcoholic toddlers. On, on a, a sugar, sugar bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. They're like that kid in Talladega Nights. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I but know I kids like that. But I can smoke and put vodka in it. Yes, <laughs> vodka and Mountain Dew. Yay, we're cheap drunk. 
Oh my god! No, they're not cheap drunks. If that much alcohol as reporters plow through, you, you that is you'd true. You'd have that to get a, a tranquilizer amount. to put down a horse to get these people unconscious. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's there's the ugly. This is this is ridiculous. Now you may be asking, why do we do this? Because Christian, this is the pravda of the new age. Yes. This is the, the this is the the arm of the state. They lie. Mm-hmm. They steal. Mm-hmm. They destroy. Yes. Live in truth and yes, light. Yes, because you because don't, you don't fall for this. Look, life is difficult enough uh-huh. without inventing problems. And I heard an interesting thing the other day. Mm-hmm. Trying to put things in perspective. Sorry, I'm finishing my coffee. I see that. That you know, no matter what, no matter what it actually is, the worst thing to ever happen to you is still the worst thing that has ever happened to you. And okay. for some people, the worst thing that has ever happened to them is catastrophically traumatic yes and for some people it's i watched a protest in the building that i was in and was really in no danger at any point yeah with exits all around the place upstairs but i never decided to leave well especially because armed guards with m16s told you to clear the building so you stayed stayed i'm a reporter i have the right which means you felt felt really threatened so yeah you're right what needs to be said is if this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you You've led a really very, very good life. Blessed life. Yep. And Shelter, you know what? Blessed. I'm so sorry because at some point God is pulling the rug out from underneath you and this is yeah. not going to be pretty when it happens. So don't take these people seriously. They were born on third and they think they hit a triple. Mm-hmm. They do not live in the real world. Christian, nope. you actually do live in the real world. Be less influenced by this garbage than you are your neighbors, yeah. your friends. The kids in carpool, you know, the families Look in carpool. Look at the world around yes. you. That is the real Plug world. Plug into that world Not this made-up TV and world. this world a whole lot less. Yes, now, I agree. You ready for the good news? Okay, yes. Smith & Wesson's you. latest quarterly report issued last week for the three-month period ending January 31st reflects a 102.2% increase over the same time frame last year. Net sales set a record for the company at $257.6 million. Good for them. Smith & Wesson's record-breaking financial performance enabled us to generate $60 million of cash from operations during the quarter, said uh, Deanna McPherson, Mm -hmm. the company's executive vice president and CFO. This allowed us to complete a $50 million share repurchase program, pay our second quarter dividend, and continue to invest in capital, all while growing our cash on hand by about $4.1 million during the quarter. Not for the year. The quarter. The quarter. The quarter. I am pleased to announce that our board has authorized a new $100 million share repurchase program with uh, and a $0.05 cents per share dividend to stockholders of record as of March 17, 2021, with payments to be made on March 31st of the same year. Awesome. Hey, the best thing you could ever do for, the, for, for guns, gun sales, ammunition sales, and Americans with their freedom to have guns— Put a Democrat in the office. I'm telling you, they sell more guns. As than soon anybody. as one's higher from November, but 7th, this is from the middle of November until they're out of office. Because yeah, that would be the quarter. People are buying left and right because they do not trust the government when the Democrats. Quarter. In that would have been November, uh-huh. December, and in January. January. That's your quarter. So there you go. That would have been the election before the election, right beforehand. That would have yeah. been your Christmas shopping season, and then that would have been you know your post January sixth mm-hmm. brouhaha garbage. Exactly. I mean, I'm telling that that's. 
That American key voting Democrats. Million dollars. <laughs> the gun industry is where gun owners love it because it you're three, keeping them going. Well, gun owners don't love it. Well, that's gun true. Manufacturers gun love manufacturers it. love it, but it's keeping them in stock. That's why gun owners I mean, keep buying. I can't even process that they yeah. were able to build cash on hand while investing sixty and fifty million dollars. Yes. In a three-month stretch while yeah. increasing how much money they have in the bank. Because there was a time not that long ago where Smith & Wesson was borderline insolvent. It might have actually been insolvent. Yeah, I, I, Remington's the only one I know of right recently, and I don't remember. But I do remember something. And if Remington could have held on about another two years, they'd have been uh-huh. just fine, apparently. Yep. But yeah, you're, no, you're right. This is – now, people outside of the U.S., are, they, they never get this. No, they don't. And they won't. And now, you want to piggyback the – Story I'm not going to borrow for us at any point. Um, Australia, uh, I think it's Sydney area, is going back into lockdown. Yeah, because out of 82,000 tests, mm-hmm. they found 111 cases of COVID. Yeah. And how many deaths? One. 82,000 tests, 111 one cases, one death. They are locking down suburbs that include people that include a population of 900,000 people. So basically because of 100 sick people, a million people can't leave their neighborhoods without the threat of fine and arrest. Now, why does that happen in Australia, and why do we have people on the news in the United States complaining, we can't enforce these lockdowns. People need to stay home and stop traveling. Because we have freedoms and we have the means and the right and the means to protect those freedoms. What separates the tyrants in uniforms with badges in Australia from the tyrants in uniforms with badges in the United States? And the only answer is they don't know necessarily what's in the vehicle they stopped or what's on the person they're arguing with. Yes, every officer. My my uncle, highway patrolman for years, he's retired now. My cousin, same thing. He's in the police force in back in North Carolina. And they both know the same thing. As long as I keep in my mind that the person, the next person, every person I walk up on could possibly have a weapon on them, I'm going to be fine. But as long as I don't, See, that's no, when you get in trouble. There's an so old adage. Back, back in Australia, they don't have that. They can run right over you. Here, you have to think twice before you go after somebody. Are they really doing something wrong? And is this worth it? There's an old adage. Mm-hmm. An armed society is a polite society. Yes, because everybody's nice. You're right. <laughs> you are right. Because I'm going to be nice to you. You be nice to me and nobody gets hurt. Exactly. But if nobody's armed, well, now I can treat you however I want to because I'm bigger, bad, or whatever. Welcome to why blank. God ordains government. Mm-hmm. Because people are not perfect. No, Therefore, not. they need a limiting factor. Yes. But government is made mm-hmm. up of... People People who are not perfect perfect. and need a limiting factor. So while the government is supposed to be a limiting factor on the sin of the population, Mm -hmm. the population, and that's why our Constitution says these rights come from Above. God. God, yes. They don't grant yeah, rights. Means. The Constitution doesn't grant rights. The Constitution enshrines right. rights. It doesn't yes. tell you what you're allowed to do. It tells you what the government is not, not allowed to do. Yes. And that is put there because the people of the nation are meant to be the limiting factor on the sinfulness of the government. government. Exactly. It's always something to remember as you deal with all of these things because— Read look, your Constitution. Which is why—what are it. the two things every totalitarian society goes after? Freedom of speech, mm-hmm. guns. And guns. If you can't defend yourself and you can't speak freely in public, we got you. That's yeah. why the journalism story is so important. Mm-hmm. Because what you're finding is 
that the propaganda arm of the government – and look, I'm not a left or right here. I think they're all equally scumbags most uh, of the at time. At this point, yes. There's an agenda so, on both sides at this point. And so, the media yeah. is – they don't just tell you what happened and then walk and away. most of our media they, is around centralized control. Yes. Most, so they can, yeah. most liberally biased media want centralized control in Democrat hands. Uh-huh. Most right-leaning media want centralized control in Republican, Republican hands. hands. Yeah. They're, they're, the only difference is the letter. They're two sides of the same coin. Yes, my, they are. my answer is fire them all. all. Yes. You know, when in doubt, burn it down and start over. That's always been my, my motto when it comes to governments. So. Ouch. <laughs> try not to fall out of the chair. I hit my foot. <laughs> So with that said, though, don't. this is why I say don't plug into the journalistic world because they can't be trusted. Mm-mm. Do plug into the world that enables you to provide for, protect your family, your community, know who's going on. So I've said for years the two most important elections that go on in your community are sheriff because mm-hmm. that's who's going to enforce your laws locally. Yes. And school board. Yes. And if it's not school board, it's your town council. Your town council, The people yeah. who actually your make the, day-to- the people who make day-to-day decisions that actually affect you directly. Fix yes. those, and the filtering up system takes care of itself. Because I got news for it. Where do you think your local state house representative comes from? Oh, from your local town. I mean— How often do those guys never have any other political experience? No, they no, were a county commissioner. commissioner. They uh-huh. were a city council member. They were on a board of directors somewhere. They yeah. And then where do your state legislators come from in Washington? The Typically, same. they come from your state house yes. and state senate. Yeah. At one point, they were local guys, just like everybody yeah. else. So yeah, keep the local you wanna, guys. You want to starve the greedy buggers in D.C.? Mm-hmm. Starve the farm system. Yeah. Put good guys in your local system. And it watch it filter up. Now, will yeah. this take a while? Yes. How did we get to where we are now? It took it a while. It took a while. It took about 30 years, 30, 40 years. Christian, but this yeah, is how your gospel ministry works. How mm-hmm. does the gospel spread? The same way. By me discipling, being discipled. Those from around. And working in my community. Mm-hmm. And then the gospel grows. It's, it's literally like a zombie outbreak. There's, yeah. little out, there's little pockets, epicenters of spread, and it just grows. And eventually they join up and you know, create highways and networks. Yeah, exactly. That leads us to story number three. Support your local sheriff. There you go. Get to know him. (laughs) Google was hit by a lawsuit from a group of state attorneys on July 7th over alleged violations of antitrust laws by its Android app store. Attorney General, attorneys general for 36 states and Washington, D.C. are suing the big tech company in a 144-page complaint filed in a Northern California federal court. The group alleges that Google's Play Store for Android app violates antitrust laws. The complaint centers on the control Google is able to exert on the Play Store, allowing it to collect commissions of up to 30% of digital transactions within apps installed on Android-powered smartphones. These devices represent more than 80% of the worldwide smartphone market, which is at least some good news because that means the Apple cult isn't as big as we believe. Oh, good. Led by Utah, (laughs) North Carolina, Tennessee, New York, Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, and Nebraska. There's a diverse group. The filing marks the fourth major antitrust lawsuit filed by U.S. government agencies against the company since October of 2020. That's a lot. They're basically suing them for antitrust once a month. The complaint contends that Google has deployed various tactics and set up anti-competitive barriers to ensure it distributes more than 90% of the apps on Android devices. 
a market share that the attorneys general argue represents an illegal monopoly. It also alleges that Google has been abusing that power to reap billions of dollars in profit at the expense of consumers, who end up paying higher prices to subsidize the commissions and the makers of apps who have less money and incentive to innovate. Mm-hmm. Here's, where, here's where you have to love big tech's commitment to being Bond villains. Google must be held accountable for harming small businesses and consumers, Utah Attorney General Sean D. Reyes said in a statement. It must stop using its monopolistic power and hyper-dominant market position to unlawfully leverage billions of added dollars from smaller companies, competitors, and consumers beyond what should be paid. Responding to the the lawsuit, Google called the allegations meritless. I say, what other app stores are there other than Apple and the... If you have an Google iPhone, Play. you have to go through the Apple Store. If you have so an Android, you have to go through Google Play Store, unless mm-hmm. you go through a lot of trouble to avoid warranties and do other things. Yes. We don't impose the same restrictions as other mobile operating systems do. Wilson White, which is a Bond villain name. Yes, he is. George's senior director of public policy wrote on July 7th, So it's strange that a group of state attorneys general chose to file a lawsuit attacking a system that provides more openness and choice than others. See, we may be doing it wrong, but we're not doing it as wrongly as other people, which I want to ask, what other people? Yeah. Like, seriously, what other people? There's no other way for me to load apps, basically, unless I... What is it called? It's called rooting your phone, I believe. So unless I go to the trouble of rooting my device, violating all of its warranties, which technically would be um, not legal if I'm making payments on the device. Yeah. So unless I go to a lot of trouble and violate several different privacy agreements and things like that, I don't have any other means of downloading things to my device. I don't. Well, so why isn't Apple getting fussed at for this? Well, because they only make up twenty percent of the market. Ah. Guys, Google's so point, Google, though, is they're worse people. than us, but why are you going after us? In other yeah, words, that's, people like us more than Apple. Notice what so. this statement isn't. Okay. It's strange that a group of state attorney general uh, chose to file a lawsuit attacking a system that provides more op- openness and choice than others. What is that not? It's not an apology. That's and it's also not a denial. It's not a denial either. Yeah, that's they do. Uh, we don't impose the same restrictions as other mobile operating systems do. That's not a statement of defense. Mm-mm. That's saying... Yeah, we th- do this, but we're not as bad. My sin's not as bad as their sin. That's like looking at your kid and being like, why are you eating 17 Pop-Tarts? Well, my sister had 24. Yeah. Like that's, that's not, not that. a reason for you to eat 17. Yeah, I don't care what she did. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Why did you steal all the cookies? Well, I didn't. I only stole 80% of the cookies. That, uh, my sister stole two more exactly. than I did. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the argument. Now, again, why is this important? Control the information. Mm-hmm. Control what? Everything. Everything. What people know, what Inf- they think, and information how Information is money. Do. Information is access. Information is power. Welcome to why your media companies mm-hmm. want to control and set narrative. In media, it's known as the Overton window. Yeah. Google gets to set the Overton window on how you interact with the world, how the, how the apps are made, what they're allowed to talk about. I used to have an app for a sporting goods store on my phone. Mm-hmm. I had to get rid of it because I couldn't shop through it anymore. You know why? Because Google decided that if you sell firearms, you can't yep. have your app. And so, well, the only reason I had the app was so that I could price rifles when hunting mm-hmm. season ran around season. and check ammunition prices at the store rather than driving 80 miles to where the store is located. Yeah. So what Google decided that I can't do that anymore. So the store took down the app, revamped it, and loaded it back. 
without Well, the, I deleted it because it's now no longer worth anything. Uh-huh. It's I just like going to Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, they decided buy. we're not we're not selling firearms anymore, so I don't go to Dick's Sporting Goods anymore. It's but like I, No, I had I'm the not choice. buying winter boots every year. I'm not seven. I didn't outgrow my boots from last year, so I had yeah. no need to go shop at your store and look at it this often. So who made that decision? The store didn't make that decision. I didn't make that decision. Some nitwit in a cubicle in California, Silicon Valley, made that decision. Who knows nothing about anything. So, so they yeah. decided that I can't use an app on my phone to look at this information. That's part of the Overton window. Uh-huh. Now, are there other ways yeah. I can look at it? Yes. Yeah. But does it, is it now more inconvenient and more difficult for me to shop at places that I would like to shop and retrieve information that I would like to retrieve? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I, they're always asking, do you want to put this in the app? Like, you know what? I would like to, but. Facebook you, does the same thing. Your there are app several, is terrible. I check um, ammunition prices because we've been in such a shortage lately. So from several um, gun stores on yeah. Facebook, they'll put new inventory onto their Facebook page. But you know what they can't put up there? They can't if, put the price. If they put the price up there, Facebook dings them. Now, I could put the price of the couch that I'm selling. I could probably put the price of my daughter on Facebook and they mm-hmm. would allow it. But if you put the price of a rifle or a handgun or even what ammunition would cost, Facebook takes it down and throws a strike against you. Too many strikes and they pull down your page. I don't get to make that decision. The yeah. vendor doesn't get to make that decision. Mm-mm. Facebook gets to make that decision. So why are they going after decision. Facebook? So Google, Facebook should be added to this. Well, but Facebook's but, not an app. And what I'm yeah, getting at, though, is but, their, their platform gets to determine yes. what information you get to see. So, I don't get to decide that. So they need to expand this lawsuit to any and every uh, platform that prevents individual companies from putting what they That's want to. That's what's going to be interesting next. Now, again, can Facebook determine content? Hey, well, I mean, if it's I a guess private company, you if you can want to make them, the argument, but yeah. at the same token, but you better do it for everyone. Isn't the whole purpose of these companies to give information, total, complete, truthful, honest information? And once again, Facebook gets to get protection because they can take down that, but not get punished when they don't take down child pornography because they're not a publisher; they're just a platform. Well, if you're just a platform, yeah. why are you telling this perfectly legal vendor selling a perfectly legal product what information they can give me, a perfectly legal buyer? buyer. Yeah, so. You're protected from crimes committed on your platform, but you're preventing me from operating legally because you don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's having it both ways. That's called power and control. Yes. And that becomes a problem. Yes, the, it does. The journalists are framing January 6th and their, their trauma from January 6th in a certain way because that information and that emotional tug gives them power. Mm-hmm. You want to know what takes the power? Our second story. Okay. Being able to defend yourself, yep. being able to provide, and being able to actually look at somebody and go, you don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. As we talked about yesterday when we were sitting there doing theology, somebody in your church has to have the authority to say, we don't do that yeah, here. we're not doing that. Someone in your country has to be able to look at a government and say, we don't do that here. Yeah, And then exactly. be able to enforce it. And that's the issue is the church has been traditionally that, that entity. That avenue, yeah. The avenue for truth and also saying, no, we're not doing this. And because we've aligned too closely and have too much skin in the game, Mm -hmm. we've given that up. We need to get out of the game, stand on the outside and say, that's a ball, that's a strike, that's That's out of bounds, that's inbounds. And until we get there and actually are above the fray, Mm -hmm. we're going to continue to have these issues because we're going to see them through the wrong lens. Rather than seeing them through the lens of right and wrong, eternal good and evil we're going to see them through the lens of right and wrong in a temporal good and evil yeah our goal is to stand above and beyond that 
You're so. right. You are right. Questions, comments, complaints, info at practicaltheologyministries.com. Have fun. Send us a story. If you think we got it wrong, let us know. Oh, I didn't ask. I didn't ask the important questions. What was that? What did we learn today, children? Oh, yeah. What did we learn? Your worst thing may not actually be that bad. That is true. Everything's relative. There is always some good news. Yes, there is. And tyrants are only tyrants when they are allowed to be. Exactly. Learn to say no to people, folks. Questions, yes. comments, complaints, info at practicaltheologyministries.com. You know the drill. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye.